Gabrielle Marie, philosopher, entrepreneur with almost 10 years of career and business mentoring under my belt. My purpose in life? World peace, of course, but in a slightly humbler fashion, helping people to say fuck it and free themselves from the stuff that keeps them from living fully. Get unstuck. Get unstuck. Hello again. Happy Monday. Welcome to a new episode of the Get Unstuck podcast. I've been thinking about this episode for a while and I'm so excited to share it with you because this week I'll be discussing how to stop systematically underestimating yourself. And I know this is a big one because, you know, we all do it when we're constantly putting ourselves down, telling ourselves that we can't do something or that we're just not good enough for a specific task, a project, a dream. So I'll discuss some techniques to help you recognize and reprogram your negative thought patterns and the power of reframing. Reframing has been so important in my life. And it's one of the techniques that I often use with clients or even with you at the end of this episode when I have them do real life experiments. Because as a psychological technique, reframing helps us look at things, problems, challenges, ourselves even, and our behavior from different angles. So it can give us new perspectives and help us find new ways of being and experiencing the world in unexpected places. So why do we tend to underestimate ourselves? It may stem from various factors, including low self-esteem, past failures, and even society and its pressure to conform to certain expectations. But whatever the cause, underestimating yourself can prevent you from achieving your full potential and living your desired life. Every time that I dream up a big thing that I want to do, when fear sets in, one of the things that I do every single time is tell myself that I won't be able to make it, that I won't be able to do it. So I think myself out of my dreams even before I start. That's underestimating yourself. Perhaps you do it too. If you do, I just want you to know that you're not alone. This is something that so many people struggle with, often unconsciously. The thoughts come and go so fast that we very often mistake whatever negative thing we're thinking for reality. Or we assume that what we hear is who we are. But that is so far from the truth. The TEDx talk I gave a few years back is entitled Don't Believe Anything You Think. And there is a good reason for that. Our thoughts are just that, thoughts. The voices in our heads are those of many people, not just our own. In fact, not often our own at all. They're the voices of our caretakers, parents, peers, society, friends, anybody that we ever heard say anything and that we integrated as part of who we are. On top of that, thoughts are fleeting. They come and they go. So why do we take them seriously? Why would we think they have something to do with reality or who we really are? I have some previous podcast episodes that talk in more detail about our brains and neocortex and that give some answers to those questions. So feel free to give those a listen. But for this episode, the vital thing to remember is this. You are not your thoughts. 
And something that I heard recently and that rings so true to me is the first thought is wrong. It's a mantra that I've taken on since I heard it and it's been so valuable. Now, the first time that I realized that I wasn't my thoughts and the first time that I heard this was in an eight-week mindfulness training that I enrolled in over a decade ago. My parents had passed suddenly some months before that and I was going through a really, really dark period in my life. I'd never meditated. I'd never sat in a circle with other people. I'd never shared my feelings openly with strangers. I know it sounds bizarre when, you know, you hear me and you know me today because I'm such a different person. But at the time, I was really living in my head and I wasn't in tune with my emotions or with who I was at all. When I entered the room that first evening of class, I was convinced that everything I was hearing in my head was my truth and my voice. And the teacher had to sit in a circle, <clears throat> which wasn't easy for me, believe me, and do a check-in, like a check-in. Now I do them with everyone because I love them. It's so important to know how clients come into sessions, how friends are when I call them, how I feel, right? It's so important for connection and, and to just be human. But by then, I did not know how to do that. So I'd never done it before. It felt so horribly uncomfortable. After we had done that, she started talking about the mind and how it plays tricks on us. And I can still see and hear her say, you know, you're not your thoughts, so you don't have to believe them. It was the biggest aha moment for me. I still get goosebumps every time that I think about it. Actually, I have them now when I'm saying this to you because it was such an epiphany for me. My thoughts really stressed me out and they made me so anxious. I never had a quiet moment in my head. There was always, always a conversation going on in there. Or I was having an imaginary fight with all the people that did me wrong or didn't understand me, but that I was too scared to actually tell my truth to and stand up for. That first evening with the teacher really changed my life. It was really like a light switch went off in my head. Since then, whenever I hear myself think something that doesn't make me feel good or takes away from who I really am or my power, I remember her words. Don't believe anything you think. That doesn't mean that I don't ever believe my thoughts. I mean, of course, a lot of them are useful in this world to navigate it and live a good life. But it's more like getting to choose which ones of them that I want to focus on and then let guide me through the day by the ones that I want to follow and the ones that I don't want to follow. And it does take practice. It's not an overnight thing. No doubt about that. But starting with awareness is a significant first step in this journey. So the question then becomes, how do you stop underestimating yourself? As I mentioned, the first step is to be aware of what you're telling yourself. And once you know what's going on in your head, you can choose where your focus is going to be and which thoughts you're going to believe. And a great way to do that is through journaling, something that I do every single morning, or talking it out with somebody. It could be a coach, a therapist, anyone, even friends. That way, you can get perspective on what's happening and how much of it is true. One of my clients, Denise, who is a talented graphic designer who doubles as a wedding planner, 
is somebody who had to go through this. And even though she delivers quality work to nothing but happy clients, Denise always tended to underestimate her abilities. Despite receiving praise and recognition from partners and clients, she always thought she could do better. This mindset led her to turn down a big design project that she really wanted to do because she believed she couldn't deliver what the client needed. And a few months later, she saw the new visual identity of that client, the work done by one of her peers, and it wasn't nearly as good as her unique style and the quality she could have delivered and that she know she's known for. This tendency to underestimate herself occurred a few times in her coaching sessions. And after some work, experimenting and introspection, Denise really understood the dynamics of her beliefs. What brings her to underestimate herself is fundamentally a lack of self-confidence. When she feels equal to her clients or in charge of a project, she doesn't hear the voice in her head telling her how she won't be able to deliver. But when she looks up at someone, when she thinks of them as more than her, when she is impressed in a way or feel like she doesn't have the exact perfect skills to do a job that she really wants to do, that's when the voice shows up. By understanding when, when that voice will show its head to the knees, she's now able to assess which beliefs are true and which ones she should let go of. Another client, we can call him Isaac, had a business idea that he was really passionate about. Still, he hesitated to pursue it because he didn't think that he had the necessary skills or experience to become an entrepreneur. I hear this so often in my work, believe me, talented creatives with innovative and exciting ideas, but they're too afraid to take the next steps. So I asked Isaac his beliefs about himself and why he felt unworthy of following his dreams. His fear was rooted in a belief that if he put himself out there, he would fail and people would judge him. And this came from when Isaac was younger, because he'd been bullied at school. Becoming an entrepreneur for him meant showing himself to the world, and that was really scary for him because of what he had gone through as a child. So we worked together to challenge those beliefs, and eventually Isaac was able to take the necessary steps to launch his business successfully. Now, how we think about ourselves will significantly impact our lives. So we must become aware of our thoughts and how they affect us and then make conscious choices about how we want to think and feel because we can't let our past experiences dictate our future and we don't have to underestimate ourselves either. Here is an example from my own life. In a previous episode of this podcast, I spoke about how sometimes I get scared of my dreams. Not because I won't achieve them, but because of how big the shoes are that I think I have to wear to be the person to achieve those dreams. In a way, that too is underestimating myself. As a coach, as a friend, as an entrepreneur. And that last one is actually a really good example, because although I've been an entrepreneur for over 20 years... It's only in the last few that I've started to feel like I deserve to call myself one. Before that, I always felt like I was faking it and didn't really know what I was doing. 
Another way I was systematically underestimating myself was when it came to putting myself out there through writing. I didn't think anyone could be interested in reading what I had to say. So it took a lot of courage and practice, years of saying, I'm going to write, I'm going to write and never really write, well, starting, but never finishing anything to let go of those beliefs and to start showing up as the real me, the writer that I now proudly call myself and know myself to be. Underestimating yourself really sucks because it keeps you from doing things you could perfectly be doing. It's just us thinking ourselves out of it by seeing ourselves as less than somebody else. I wasn't a better writer or knew more about writing the day that I started putting pen to paper. The only difference was that I'd found the courage to do it. Now, whenever I feel myself underestimating what I can do or achieve, Instead of getting discouraged, now I take a step back, I look at what is going on, and I decide to do exactly the opposite of what the voice in my head is telling me. I do what I'm afraid of doing. So how can we stop underestimating ourselves? I've touched on some ways already, but let me quickly summarize. Don't believe everything you think. Challenge your negative thought. When you hear the voice telling you you're not good enough, challenge it. Ask yourself if there's evidence to support those thoughts or if they're just baseless beliefs. Reframe negative thoughts into positive, empowering ones. Then take risks. Whether it's starting a business, applying for a job, challenging your assumptions, remember that it only looks like a risk because you're afraid of it. Most things only look scary until we've done them because they're not difficult at all. We just think they are. Then maybe the most important one, do the opposite of what fear tells you to do. Again, we do this because fearful thoughts aren't true. But if we listen to them and we do what they tell us, we won't do much, clearly. And finally, keep a bravery list. Think about all the times you've been brave, even if it was something small, like starting a conversation with someone or taking a risk in business or something super small. Writing down those experiences and reading through them daily as I do every morning after I journal can help remind you that you can face your fear and make things happen. The good news is, everything I shared you can start with today, right now, by noticing your thoughts about yourself and you can start replacing them with more positive thoughts because believing in yourself will make you capable of far more than you think. Recognizing your strengths, practicing self-compassion, challenging negative self-talk and taking action towards your goals eventually will. The only limits are really the ones that we impose on ourselves when you think about it. So no matter how much you sometimes doubt yourself, know that you can achieve and succeed no matter what your dreams may be. Okay. Enough cheerleading for now. That's it for today. I hope you found this helpful and can use some of the advice that I shared with you to stop underestimating yourself. And of course, I would really love to hear from you. So feel free to find me on Instagram, DM me or send me an email or message. Before we end today, here's this week's fuck it, let's do it experiment. This week, I invite you to start challenging your negative self-talk. 
Whenever you catch yourself talking down to yourself, telling yourself that you're not capable of doing something, underestimating yourself, talking yourself out of something, I want you to challenge it and replace it with a positive statement and action. Immediately take the action that you're afraid of to prove yourself wrong. That way you'll be able to see how capable and strong you are. If you're feeling super brave, here's a little act of daily rebellion for this week. Instead of underestimating yourself, I want you to overestimate yourself. Whenever you want to do something or be something, instead of shying away from the opportunity, I want you to go towards it and act as if you have all the confidence and everything you need to be able to make it happen. And see how different that feels and how different your week unfolds. Thanks again for joining me today. It was absolutely amazing to spend this time with you. Have a great week and bye for now. And just a heads up. I'm not a therapist or doctor, so if you're not feeling your best mentally or physically and you need some help, please make sure to consult with a medical professional or a therapist.